for all of those of you who are HR or ethics professionals or other leader positions that culture is not less important this moment and values are not less important. I think they are as important or perhaps sometimes even more, more important as we nav navigate these kind of uncharted waters. And, and I really hope for the conversations on the podcast that we're going to be as well kind of digging into that and, and reflect upon what we're seeing in the world around us. But of course, we, we keep hoping for peace and for, for things to change. And then we see the incredible destruction that comes when we let kind of greed and power play out in the world. Welcome to the Leading Transformational Change podcast. Our passion is to help you lead and develop organizations with a remarkably healthy culture that can positively impact all of its stakeholders. Every other Thursday, we drop hour-long conversations with world-leading researchers and experts on culture, ethics, change, and leadership. My name is Tobias Dursson, and I'm your host and the co-founder of Art Management. Happy New 2023. It's incredible to me that we're already on January 24th and, and we're a bit late with the start of this podcast and we're going to talk more about why. While I hope you've had an excellent start to the year, I know this is a challenging time for many organizations as we're facing crisis on so many fronts that impact companies, employees and other stakeholders. When we are under pressure, our values and moral compass get tested. And to me, it's a reminder of the importance of cultural health. And I would say the importance of the conversations that we're having on this podcast of how we can create cultures of purpose, trust, and integrity. To kick off this season, we're doing something a bit different. I'm being joined by my colleague Andreas Almlöf to discuss what we have been learning from last year's conversations, what we are very excited about for the upcoming season. And Andreas also asked me a bit about my forthcoming book and why I decided to write it in the first place. And we reflected on how to think about culture and values in a time of change and crisis. However, before we jump into that conversation, I want to thank all of you for listening, sharing, and for the great feedback that we receive. You are this podcast, and I hope you will find the upcoming conversations helpful, insightful, and practical. But now, without further ado, I'm going to hand off the interviewing to my colleague, Andreas. All right. It's so good to see you, Tobias. It's been so long. I mean, a whole 30 minutes since our last meeting together. Uh, it's good to see you too, Andreas. And uh, no, it hasn't been that long. But, but anyway, I'm always, always happy to see your smiling face. Likewise. And I have to say that this is a big day. This is my podcast premiere. I've never been on a podcast before. So I think we have to eat cake or something after this. Sounds amazing. I'll, I'll never say, say no to cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, but let's let's jump into our, our conversation that we've decided we're going to have today. Um, and first, uh, I just wanted to ask you, podcast has been on a bit of an extensive break, uh, you could say. And um, I know that you've been working really hard on your upcoming book. And maybe you want to tell me and the listeners a bit about it. 
So, so working hard is, of course, <laughs> a question of definition. No, no, I, I have been working hard, and also, uh, of course, living a life with with uh, small kids and so on. It's it's uh, things take their time, but but we felt that we needed to 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 have a bit of a break and and get some some more time to focus. But uh, yeah, so so what I'm writing on is a book that is going to be published later this year and and really touching on the topics that we touch on in this podcast and i know that it's true for you andreas and that is true for me uh that that we're very passionate about the whole thing about building healthy cultures and and that we've both i think experienced uh the the ramifications of an unhealthy of a destructive culture and and i think that's something that has driven me to understand so why is it that 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 organizations that have a good mission or that look great on the outside can end up turning into something different turning into something toxic or or get it get stuck in unhealth and how can we as leaders in organizations become embroiled in something doing things that we thought that we perhaps would never do and and then i guess maybe perhaps even more importantly then how can we build and sustain organizations and cultures that can can be healthy that can and i i would say that that is about really creating a culture that enables us to deliver on our strategy and reach our goals and and i mean deliver on our mission but also create a, a healthy environment for our people where people can can do their best job but also in a psychological safe environment and then that we ultimately will have a positive impact on the world and and god knows that that that's not always the case we can deliver on lots of strategies but still at the end of the day it's not necessarily something that is actually beneficial to the world or to our even to our direct stakeholders uh so so that's basically what i'm trying to do to to look at what are the things that keep as blind, what are the things that keep us from addressing culture challenges? And and then what are the things that we can do to actually then build and sustain a healthy culture? And, and one of the, I would say, fundamental things in the book, and I think that's true about much of our work, is the idea that a culture is not primarily built through projects or short-term initiatives or PR campaigns or employee branding, but it's built through what we do daily, what we do regularly. It's built through the employee-leader interactions, the employee-employee interactions. It's built through the rituals and processes. It's built through the priorities and decisions that are made, and sometimes behind closed doors when we think that, that no one sees or hears. So I think it's incredibly important that as we uh, look at our culture and as we look at perhaps a need to change or fix something about our culture. And, and I know that many of our listeners, they are HR and ethics professionals and so on. So they might be people tasked with doing this work. So what we really want to give them through this book is, is to, to look at, so what are some habits instead? What are some things that if we would do these things regularly, would really set the foundation for sometimes it might be restoring a culture that's been broken where maybe trust is broken where we've had issues with 
unethical behavior or yeah, destructive behavior, or maybe there are just other challenges we're facing, or we see that our culture is quite great today, but we want to make sure to keep it that way. So, so what are the habits that we can put in place? And I talk about five habits in the book, and I try to make it as as practical as possible. So, so that's that's very exciting. It's also, of course, a, a, a big endeavor. So, so I will be very excited when it will finally be published. Yeah, I can totally understand that, and I must just want to ask you because I mean, you've been doing this podcast for quite some time now, and having all this conversation, meeting all these people, and just hoarding knowledge uh hoarding experience and and does it, it must feel satisfying to to be able to to kind of put all those thoughts and ideas into a, a book into a concept and and just just tell me a bit about about your feelings around that i do think that it is satisfying and i think and, and i and perhaps that is true for many of our audience as well that when we enter this world of thinking about organizational culture, thinking about kind of the systems and the patterns and the roles that connect us, it can easily feel very hard to touch and very hard to kind of get an overview. And as I've been working through that, and both in terms of helping organizations and, and our team, we get to to work with with so many different organizations from from like small startups and medium sized organizations to large global multinationals and so so in in doing all of that and then also kind of being driven by my own questions as as i shared before uh, about about what i experienced personally and then looking at so many of the the kind of corporate scandals and the things that we see i mean where, where it's really you ask the question how can this happen how can we end up in a place like this so so i think it's been been that journey of kind of trying to get answers for myself but then also trying to get answers for all of the people that i've met along the journey who stand sometimes really frustrated really really in a place of realizing that there's something in their culture something that is not right and that they see a need to address but they don't know how they don't know where to start and they feel that it's very complex so i think it's been a beautiful journey to take kind of those experiences those questions those conversations that i've been so fortunate to have on the podcast and otherwise with leaders and researchers and so on and try to map it together and so try to put it into something that at least for me it becomes coherent something that i can understand and apply because i guess that's that's what it's about that it's one thing to to see something understand something is another thing to actually apply it in our in our daily work lives super interesting i'm i'm also really much looking forward to this book actually being published um but but I, but i also wanted to ask you what what are your hopes uh, that this book will accomplish yeah, I, I, I think we've we touched on it quite much already, but I but I really hope and I, I mean, when you're in, in a process like this and, and, and writing a book while while, uh, yeah, having having a family and 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 running a company and, and so on and, and serving clients, I think at the end of the day, I just came to a point where I just thought, I just hope that this is going to be helpful. And and I, I I think my my hope and desire is that somebody who really stands with something that they see a need to address or to understand in terms of developing or building that healthy culture. And I think especially people who are facing really challenging situations, that they will read this book and feel 
wow, this really helped me. I can understand now. And and I think also one of the things that I really want to attack in that sense is the the way we so often believe the idea of of assuming that our organizations are good organizations with great values. And I and I and think about the many times that I've seen people post on LinkedIn and say, oh, we're this extraordinary company with this great culture. And then I meet them. They might even call to us and want to have a have a meeting because they have serious issues within their culture. And and I, I think the way that so many times corporate values have become used as this kind of shield to protect against criticism and, and to show this image of our organization as this amazing, attractive organization. And at the same time, how it's caused so much distrust internally within organizations. I think if we can can shift that a bit and say no let's kind of let's let's stop assuming that let's make sure that we actually keep checking the health of our culture let's have have the vulnerability to see that we are vulnerable or i would say the humility to see that we're vulnerable and then also the courage as leaders to address inconsistency when inconsistencies when they come up instead of just trying to hide behind some nice sounding words. I think if we could do something about that, and, and also in terms of getting going from having this beautiful poster on the wall to actually looking at what is what does it mean to integrate values in the way that we kind of live, uh, how we oper operationalize it in our organization. So, uh, and I would say a final thing as well. I mean, as I talk about values becoming this shield, of course, on the opposite end. And I think what we want to see is that our values help us have the important conversations about the dilemmas and the concerns that we see in our organizations. And having having both studied so many of the kind of corporate scandals and also had the opportunity to work with organizations that have ha that have navigated these kind of highly publicized scandals, I see it over and over again that the information was always there. There were always people who had been bringing issues up, they've been trying to say something, but they have been silenced. And if we can shift that so that we instead actually can bring that information up on the table, have healthy, robust conversations about it, and we stop shooting the messenger, that would also be a fantastic outcome. It truly would be a fantastic outcome. I mean, you kind of mentioned it, and, and but but I just want to ask you this question as well. Who would you say that the book is is for primarily? Yeah, so so uh, I would say that the book is primarily for. Uh, I, I would say that it is for HR ethics leaders and also senior leaders in organizations that are facing culture challenges and that in some way have been tasked to to do something to take some kind of lead and kind of leading a process to of change. So so I would say that's the primary audience of the podcast. But then I would also say that uh, I think it will be beneficial for 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 every leader who is in some way uh, see culture as a part of of their work. And of course, it is for every leader to reflect on their leadership and to reflect on how they contributes to a healthy culture in their organization. Yeah. And I think that's a super important point that you're you're pushing there that it, that it's really every every leader has such a a huge part in creating the the culture in the organization. 
we might come back to the book we never know but let's uh, let's switch uh, switch topic here for, for for a bit um i mean we had some amazing conversations in in this podcast uh, last year uh, with incredible guests and i I'd, i'd like to mention two and i want to hear hear your main takeaways as well if you have have some maybe it's hard to choose but i have to say that i i love the the conversation that you had with daniel pink regarding regrets I mean, in the time we we live in now, where I mean, I don't know how many times I've flipped a victory sign when someone uh, shouted "No regrets" uh, earlier. But when I heard the conversation, it was like this incoherence in my in my inner self kind of clicked about yeah. But I don't really believe that. I believe that there is something beautiful in regrets and something important in regrets. And just hearing him and and you in the conversation, just putting that into wording in such a beautiful way i i found that very very powerful uh, and helpful what, what what were your takeaways with the conversation with daniel no I, i i totally totally agree i think that is incredibly powerful and i think and of course his book is called the power of regrets and he makes the case that that like dealing with our regrets in the right way can actually help us move forward and and i think that i've seen that true in my life and of course i i cannot say that i don't have any regrets because i i do and i make that really clear in the conversation as well and i think any of us who has i would say anyone anyone of us who is a partner or a parent i, I think we have regrets but i think also if we're, we're leaders Uh, we do have regrets in terms of things where we have failed. And I guess in my case, those failures have been a lot bigger than for most people and, and more serious. But but still, I think dealing with that and also on an organizational level that so many times we just want to kind of flip uh, the, the page and, and move forward. But that is not necessarily the best way to deal with things. And I think regrets can kind of help us stop and 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 look at And, and I mean, you and I, we've seen that even over this last year of organizations that actually where we saw that there were issues within their culture that were connected to kind of things that had happened in the past and also to destructive leadership within the past and where we encourage the new leadership to kind of deal with that, to see it as not as just move forward, but to actually look at those things that should be organizational regrets and acknowledge them and as they did we also saw what a powerful moment that was and how people responded to it and and so so I, yeah I, i just think and even in organizations that have gone through this kind of bigger things that sometimes and i i, I heard this great conversation I, i don't remember if i talked about that in my conversation with daniel but i heard this great conversation about a ceo i think it's the ceo of maple leaves foods in in canada and how they are still they have this issue with a listeria outbreak i think that that actually led to several people's deaths and and their factories and their produce was involved and and how they're still now many many years later having a time of remembrance actually each year where they remind themselves of what happened what went wrong and how they can make sure that that never happens again so i think that's actually a powerful way to look at how do we and and i, I think you and i have also seen andreas leaders who who just want to just want to move forward even though they have actually been really Uh, destructive and 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 when you're not acknowledging what has happened in a good way I think everyone feels that it's insincere and you can't really rebuild trust and you're stuck so yeah oh totally totally agree with you on that and it's it's so 
Yeah, it's so powerful, uh, and I'm I'm just reflecting back on the moment that you talked about with the with the one specific organization that we worked with, where they really took took responsibility for things in the past that they hadn't been a part of, and and uh, the powerful outcome of that. That was a, a highlight of our work year for me, I have to say. Um, but but what are what are some of your main takeaways from from last year's conversations? I mean, I, I think that there's so many and, and I could mention every conversation, but just like to to name a few, I think. Uh, and I, I want to start with uh, the conversation with Sandra Sucher, and she's a professor at Harvard Business School. We she was one of the later conversations last autumn and and just this concept of thinking about trust. And I think when we think about organizational culture, I think so many times it's become about employee engagement and employee engagement is is great. It's important. But I think trust kind of cuts to something deeper in a sense that for our businesses to be trusted and for our organizations to be trusted, we have to think about uh, that we're competent, but we also have to think about if we treat people fairly, uh, that we act with integrity and so on. And, and of course, I think most leaders understand that without trust, we cannot operate, we cannot do business. And and I think we have a, I had a fantastic conversation with Sandra about that. And, and I love her way of putting it, how trusting makes us vulnerable to the actions of others. And I really think that puts a responsibility on us and, and perhaps especially in, in larger organizations to think about how are we using kind of that that trust that that people actually make themselves vulnerable to our products. And of course, when we've seen examples like Purdue Pharma and the opioid crisis where people trusted their doctors, they had no idea that the doctors might uh, get paid or, or whatever to to push a product and and that they that there had been kind of a whole sales process that had had downplayed the risks and so on and and of course you you get this medicine from your doctor and i just just thinking about it it kind of really make me cry that that you're and then you find yourself addicted and 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 there's stories of people who who died and and became homeless and so on and i think we have we have such a responsibility and i think that conversation highlighted that i think another one uh, of my favorite conversations, and we actually had two conversations with her on the podcast, and that's Megan Wrights, and it was also the most listened to conversation uh, last year. And, and she really gave some great practical tips on how we can create a culture of listening. And, and of course, a culture of speaking up, but also a culture of listening. And I think the way she frames that, I think that is so helpful. Her book on the subject is great, but I would really encourage people who have not heard that conversation to go back to that. I, I also loved uh, that we got to have a conversation with some leaders like Maria Hembay, the chief ethics officer at Volvo Cars, and Giovanni Leone uh, at uh, Global uh, Head of uh, AI ethics at IKEA. <laughs> that must be one of the coolest titles anyone has ever had. <laughs> it, it is a cool title, absolutely. So shout outs to you, Giovanni. Yes, and I and I, ho and I hope I got the title right. But but anyway, but but just how do we practically integrate values into our, our business practices? So I think that those were really powerful. And then one last, and and again, there are so many more I could mention, but that I want to mention is Mark Mortensen and and just this conversation about hybrid work and something we have not discussed very much on this podcast but of course something we see a lot of our 
uh, of our clients and I, I'm sure many of our listeners are still struggling with. And, and just, I think the, the aspect of how do we create a trusting conversation on how we deal, how we, how we work and how we do our best work and how we build relationships together as well. And, and I think also point in that conversation that perhaps our inability to have those conversations in a constructive way maybe also shows some highlights, some issues in our culture that we need to take seriously. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot of good conversations uh, last year, really. And I, I had uh, I had Megan on my list as well, but I, I had to choose choose some because I wanted to hear your thoughts. But just want to say something about the, the conversation that we have had with Megan Wrights and Mary Inman, uh, the second conversation that that Megan was in, and, and I just. I, I can still remember the day I was driving in my car and when they came to talk about the, the part of, of the, the superiority illusion in that conversation about how we assess and rate ourselves out of our intentions and, and others out uh, from their performance and how they actually perform and what we can see them do. I mean, I, I remember just pausing the podcast, putting the car to the side, really having to stop and reflect about that because I thought it was such a profound thing to understand. I mean, it's... It's so obvious when you when I heard her say it like that. Yeah, of course we do, but but I kind of hadn't grasped the, the multitude of how it affects how I um, perceive and interact with other people. It, it's not just in a work environment, boss to employee kind of relationships. It, it's in every relationship I have, in, in the relationship with my with my kids, with my coworkers, with my with my parents and. I, I just thought it was such a a little gold nugget for me that is that is out there in in, in last year's conversations. So I totally totally agree, and and of course Mary Inman, she is this uh, uh, whistleblower lawyer, really really brilliant, and and just also had some fantastic insight on on how we can kind of make make uh, the whistleblowing or become birdsong and uh, like something that we actually appreciate and welcome because it comes from people who really care about our organization right and i i concur with what you've been saying that actually listening to this conversation i'm also thinking back to my conversation with fred dust on how to design conversations and actually that conversation i had with with him it coincided with some important conversation more in, in, a, in a personal realm where 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 there was a need to have some some kind of hard conversations and where where i felt like i was so easily going into to to it to seeing it as a conflict but then i just realized okay i need to design this conversation to make sure that we don't go from the point of conflict but actually from the point of wanting to seek a shared understanding and and of course it actually led to a lot better better result so so it, it is it is uh, uh of course it is incredibly important in a work environment but i think these conversations they also kind of get to you on a more on a more personal level they do yeah they do they really do yeah so as we're starting this uh, this new season uh tobias what uh, what can our listeners look forward to what do you have in store for us yeah, so so I, I must say that it's been true for every season of this podcast. And I guess 
part of that might be that this is not our uh, on, not our full time job or, <laughs> or not something we're uh, something we're getting uh, getting getting paid to do, but but that but that we love doing, uh, and and so and and it might also be <laughs> this connected to my bad planning. But I would say that every season has kind of kind of grown. Uh, I mean, as the season has been going by, uh, we've never gone into a season and have every conversation planned. So so that is true of this season as well. But uh, we we do have some super exciting conversations coming up, and I'm gonna be very just excited to. I mean, like one of the first conversations will be uh, with uh, a CEO with uh, who who was actually leading uh, uh, one of the largest companies in the world. I mean, with hundreds of thousands of employees, and how he actually led a turnaround there, a culture turnaround based on really integrating values. So that I'm super much looking forward to that, but also just a lot of conversations where we would get to. And, and of course, we I think we really found our lane in this podcast. I mean, we, we talk about building a healthy culture of purpose, trust and integrity. We talk about ethics. We talk about values. We talk about culture. And that's where we where we where we uh, stay. And and so so to speak with more of the incredible research, the researchers that we will have coming up to learn to understand ourselves, our decision making better, but also our organizations better, I think, through uh, so many uh, conversations. I, and, and we will also just have, I mean, just thinking about conversations that we're going to be having with whistleblowers and or people who are actually in companies during these big scandals and and looking at what did they see how did they react what's kept them from acting and so on so i think it's going to be both the uh, we're, we're gonna attack the subject from many angles both from the 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 leadership perspective from the researcher perspective and from the people who were in the midst of the scandals and whistleblowers and so on and i think that's something that I think we'll hope will make this really come alive to our listeners and that we'll get to to learn together and 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 connected to that I want to say that we're so happy whenever we get to hear from you who listen to this podcast and you share what it means to you or what what you don't like about it or uh, what what conversations have really been impactful or what you would like us to do more or less of please reach out and let us know because we love we do this together and we want to hear from you yeah let tobias know if i should uh, be invited again or uh, or if this was a solo performance oh, i'm just kidding i think you've been doing doing fantastic but <laughs> uh, you, but let's let's put it up for a twitter vote <laughs> yeah let's let's do a twitter poll uh, that, that would be something no but it really sounds like another season to look forward to i'm really excited about it, about the, the conversations to come and, and i think i have a good clue about who the ceo you were talking about is and, and that's really a conversation i i want to hear so please make that happen soon <laughs> but finally to be us on a more personal note uh, in in early march last year we published a special episode on on russia's invasion of ukraine and how listeners could support people uh, that was suffering and uh, now almost a year later the war is more intense than ever and our colleague and and your wife uh, lena is is ukrainian and um, what is your perspective on the on the situation right now yeah, that's that's a that's a big and, and hard question, and and of course I, I think and I think it connects also with the whole idea of where we're at 
as as a world right now uh, and and uh, we're we're in uh, i think uh, what's what some call a perma crisis i heard that that by one dictionary was coined as the word of the year in 2022 and 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 we have the uh, the economist talks about they they believe that we for surely are going to see a global recession and and of course we have in inflation and we have uh, energy issues and so on and then of course uh, and, and of course there there are things going on around the world but of course the the war in in Ukraine uh, has became very personal for for Lena and me as as of course it was her her family and so on. And of course, we're incredibly fortunate to to be in in a country that is at peace. Uh, but but of course, it it is such a tragedy to to see how how people are are suffering uh, through all of this. And 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 I think we, I don't know, I don't know how we're gonna. And of course, we have no idea when this is going to end. And and something that that my wife has been doing is is engaging with. The refugees in our city uh, who have come uh, from Ukraine, and I, I think that I guess that's something that many of us can do. And I, I, I guess that's something that is so incredible. Just inviting people to your home and 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 making a home for people who who might not feel that at home in in your city or your country. I think that is an incredibly powerful thing. I mean, one of the things my wife arranged last year was this. Uh, uh, gingerbread house competition for for refugees from Ukraine and just seeing just creating having a day that is not about the war that is not but where families could come together and just have fun I think that is incredibly meaningful but of course when we, when we look at all of this I think every organization is affected in some way and we're looking at the effects of the climate crisis we have inflation we have I mean all these things and of course a lot of people are are struggling and I, I and, and, and I guess one one aspect of it is is it really shows how important it is that we as organizations can adapt to the the, the current realities. But I think it also shows the importance of having a, a, a strong moral, ethical, and values compass in that sense, and and having the hard conversations. And I think we've been seeing now a lot of layoffs and so on. And 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 I guess many times you you look at it and you think, is this really done the right way? Even though perhaps it was necessary, but are we doing it in a way that is actually really treating people as valuable and not just as resources or as, as ex uh, people that could could be discarded. So uh, I, I guess there's a lot of us and I, I, I or I guess there's a lot of things to 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 reflect on in type in, in terms of organizational culture. What I will say is that I mean, for all of those of you who are HR or ethics professionals or other leader positions that that culture is not less important this moment and values are not less important. I think they are as important or perhaps sometimes even more more important uh, as we nav navigate these kind of uncharted waters. And and I really hope for the conversations on the podcast that we're we're going to be as well kind of digging into that and, and reflect upon what we're seeing in the world around us. But but of course, we, we keep hoping and and uh yeah for for peace and 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 for for things to change and then we see the incredible uh destruction that comes when we let kind of greed and and uh, power plays kind of play out in the world but that's that's how it is that is unfortunately how it is tobias thank you so much for this conversation 
and uh, for finally letting me grab a mic here at the Leading Transformational Change podcast. Uh, it's been my uttermost privilege to speak with you today. It's been a privilege to speak with you too, Andreas, and and, and we're, we're going to check the Twitter vote, but it's, it's very possible that we'll come back and 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 have some further conversations this this year or maybe 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 they're gonna just ask that you take over the the podcast so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not getting my hopes up but uh, th thank you so much for those kind words to be us have a great day andreas you too thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this conversation it really means the world to us if you would share rate and review it on itunes we're super grateful for all the five-star reviews and generous comments that we've received so far. It really helps us take the message of purpose and integrity to a wider audience. And finally, don't forget to grab your free PDF on leadingtransformationalchange.com. See you in two weeks.